Hello and welcome back to Tuna Boot, the boot that you can tune. Tuna Boot. I know what you're all thinking. Oh, this must be the second episode of uh, the Bart review, the Paul Bart Mall Cop 2 review. And uh, you'd be incorrect. That was going to happen, but I recorded it, it was terrible. Decided not to ever show it again. Came up with a different idea that I hope you will enjoy. Instead, I'm going to pitch the next 10 sequels to Paul Bart Mall Cop 2. Um, because, you know, I think I've actually written a well-rounded story that can start with Paul Bart Mall Cop 1, look to the, the last one that I'm going to pitch, which will then look back to the start of Mall Cop 1, which means you can watch it in an endless loop. And if that's not enticing, I don't know what is. I was made to be a part of Paul Bart Mall Cop 2 writing um, The Writing Room, because honestly, some of the stuff that I've got here is chef's kiss. It is fantastic. It is out of the park, out of the ball, out of this world. And uh, without much further ado, let's get into the, the stuff at the start that we do. My album recommendation for this episode is Mathiel's Gothic, Georgia Gothic, that's what it is. Georgia Gothic is a fantastic little gothic indie, um, wee bit of country in there I think as well, kind of album. Um, it is fab. You should really listen to it. The sponsor for today is going to be Solello Tape. Wait, no. How do I say that? Solero Tape, right? Have you ever gotten Solero Tape? And you know, like when you bite it, and it kind of like it has that leaves that nasty taste in your mouth, and it's like Bleh. you know that one that. Bleh. That that taste, um, you just get a little bit on your tongue when you're biting it to like rip it because it's so hard to rip cello tape. Anyway, if you just have Solero flavored cello tape, no issue, you know. So the the guys at Solero Tape have worked out how to get that fab ice creamy orangey passion fruit flavor onto cello tape without making it gooey. And I'll tell you what, having tried it myself. Highly recommend. Very good. I like Soleros, but sometimes you can just never find them. So sometimes I just nibble on some of the Solero tape. And that's all, folks. Tune in next time when I ramble for longer. And as we always say, if you could please like, subscribe, and follow. Send us an email. You can find us on Instagram at realtuna underscore boot. On Facebook as realtunaboot. And on our email is... Mr. Trinaboot at gmail.com. I think I nailed all of those. If I did not, then feel free to send us an email to that email address to let me know that I got it wrong for the 50th time. Are you ready? Aye, aye, mall cop. I can't hear you. Aye, aye, mall cop. Well, it's 2022 and the tech industry has evolved. Paul Blart, mall cop 3. There's robot blarts. Being tested at a mall, Paul Blart Mall Cop 3. Blart is mistaken for a faulty Blart bot, Paul Blart Mall Cop 3, and taken for repair. And then Terminator 2 Judgment Day happens, and all the Blart bots that are in the mall, you know, start going all Terminator-y. Uh, but Blart's in the back rooms, and he's seeing it all happen when they're all waking up, and they all start marching out. Um, So he just kind of like jumps in with them, and he's just like, oh, what's happening here? Trying to escape. No, 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 no. Um, 
and he goes outside and the Paul Blart mall cop bots are not protecting the mall. They are arresting people left, right and centre. Little kid, he drops some ice cream, you know, as a reference to Paul Blart Mall Cop 2, that famous ice cream scene. Um, drops an ice cream and the Blart bot turns around and instead of licking it and like jumping underneath it, he just like tasers the kid. Uh, and the kid goes down to the ground and then he arrests him and picks him up, chucks him on his shoulder and is off taking him to the back rooms, back to the, the, the mall jail cells. Uh, by the way, this is a super mall that has jail cells in them for people who are mis, uh, mischievous in a mall. Um, so, you know what? Blart's got to take out the bots. How does he do that? Well, as we said, technology has advanced and, you know... Back in Paul Bart Mall Cop 2, you had the marble gun and you had the the big glue, sticky foam mess thing. Uh, yeah, you take you take that, you times it by 10, you've got fucking sticky marble gun. Oofed. You've got uh, tasers in your hands. That's the... the, the um, you've got uh, a slime whip. I feel like that's something they have in the future. Um... And yeah, he's got all these kind of things, big Chekhov gun, we'll, we'll have a bit at the start where like they're walking past the fucking tech shop and then we just do essentially what they did in Paul Bartmore Cop 2, but in uh, the new one with better things. Um, and then he starts taking them out one by one, and I mean like there's probably about 100, 200 in here, so like we can make this a pretty hefty film, it can take quite a while. Um, but he finally gets through them all uh, until it's between through them mall <laughs> uh, until it's between him and the last one and his daughter has to choose and we don't know whether she's chosen the right Paul Bart maybe right at the end we just have his eye fall out a wee bit and it's like a robot eye underneath uh, and then he puts it back and smiles and laughs to himself uh, but speaking of his daughter we need to have a B-plot uh, in this film so his daughter has now gone to uni. What if she has dropped out and she wants to become a mall cop like her dad? But you know, all the Bart bots are out there now, so like, could not work. Could not work with her dad. Um. So instead, she's taken a security job for a club that's inside the mall. Um. So it's not quite mall cop, but you know, it's 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 a step in the right direction, and. You know, all the Blart bots are trying to get into the club, but she's got to kind of stop them, just like, oh, well, you know, like, you need to be not a Blart bot to get in here. Don't know why, but she does. Um, and, yeah, that that's the B-plot. Just her working at a club. That'll do. <laughs> the next film. So, the maybe, potentially, definitely is the Blart bot that's actually the real Blart. You know what, we'll chuck in a wee kind of thing where it becomes sentient and believes it is the real Blart. I think that's the only way to have this continue and still pretend to be Blart Bot. don't know what happened to the original Blart. Uh, I don't think he would have been killed. Uh, I think, you know what, actually it's no longer the Blart Bot. Blart was in prison. You can have like in the credit scenes for the, the Paul Blart Mock Cop 3, you can have the credit scenes, a court case where Blart and Blart Bot are battling for the, the right to be the real Blart. Um... But the real Bart got out. He he was the one that won the court case. He is now in charge of his own mall. 
for helping save everyone from the super mall and the bark box. He's missed patrolling though. In being manager, it's not the same. He's uh, sitting behind the desk a lot of the time, you know, just sitting twiddling his thumbs, watching the camera. As soon as something he like thinks is gonna, he thinks something's gonna be happening. He like runs out, uh, gets a segue, goes all the way down to the other side of the mall. Um, but by the time he's got there, one of the other security guards is already there, and he uh, so yeah, misses out every single time. So you know what he decides to do? He decides to do undercover boss, you know. And for this, we need to make it obviously him. Like, there's no Bart bots anymore. They got outlawed. It's literally just Paul Bart. Uh, but he already has mustache. So what do we use instead? Um. Instead of a moustache, he just puts on a big fake nose. You know like how you get the, the big fake noses with the moustache? Because he's already got the moustache, it's literally just a big fake nose. But yeah, so he goes out and it's obviously him. There's no way that anyone could think that it's not Paul Bart. But everyone's oblivious to it, no one notices and they all just shit talk him. Like, absolutely brutally. Following on from the theme of Paul Bart Mall Cop 2 where Everything went wrong in his life. No one, like, really appreciated him that much apart from the other security guards. But in this film, yeah, they just go absolutely in on him. And he's just having a horrible time. But he is back out on patrol. And, you know, that's all he wanted. That's all he wanted. And we can throw in a lot of physical comedy here, right? So there can be a bit where he, he goes down uh, and the kid's just like, Oh, got your nose and takes off his real nose and he starts panicking and punches the kid. I don't know. That's the kind of thing that happens in these Bob Bart Mall Cop movies. You know, just punching random people. Um, <laughs> uh, then we'll have a segue race. The segue race will be the height of the competition. Um, that are There's lots of competitions going on the mall. It's competition season at this mall. Um, so the segue race is the top one. But the B-plot in this, at the same time all these competitions are going on, there's someone going in and stealing the uh, trophies because all the trophies are made of solid gold. Um, we can maybe even have Vincent come back. He, he got out of prison. He's uh, he's back and he's, he's not stealing the trophies because of the gold because you know he's rich enough already. He's actually stealing them to get back at Paul Bart because he, he knows, he's got a man on the inside, he knows that Paul Bart's doing the undercover boss thing. Uh, and he's just like, every single time I'm going to make you fail. doesn't want to hurt him or anything. He just wants to make him like suffer, just absolutely fail. Um, and all the while, he's introducing new security guards into it. Uh, just the fact it's all the old gang, all the ones that survived, because obviously he did accidentally kill a few when he like knocked them out and sent them in the pool, stuff like that kind of thing. Um, so it's all new security guards. But it's all the people. It's it's basically we're doing Paul Bart Mall Cop two, but it's Paul Bart Mall Cop four, uh, and we're just doing like a here's where they are now kind of thing. Um, I think it ends with him winning the Segway race, and Vincent revealing that all the the trophies are gone, and that Paul Bart is the security guard, the new one with the big nose, um, and. After revealing that Paul Bart is the the security guard, everyone realizes that they've been shit talking their own boss and feels really embarrassed. And Paul Bart's just like, you know what? 
I got to spend a lot of time out on patrol again and a lot of time with you guys and that's that's what that's what I'm all about, you know. Like I don't want to be the boss anymore. I just I just want to be me. I want to get back out on patrol. Um and he makes amends with Vincent and the the gang and he's just like, Look, you guys were stealing shit from that hotel that I was in that one time. Um, you know, like it, it was bad, it was bad of you and Vincent's just like no, 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 this is not how it's going to go down. Uh, I'm going to take you out, Paul Bart. I'm going to take you out. And Paul Bart looks at him and he's just like, no, Vincent, no, you're not. I'm going to take you out. Uh, and then he slices a rope and a piano falls on him. Um, because that's just the kind of shit that happens in a Paul Bart mock-up movie. Uh, and then Paul Bart maybe gets, you know, fired from being the, the, the mall boss. Because um, he doesn't own them all, he's just he's just the boss, and that leads us directly into the third sequel, Bart for Hire. He's left the malls. He's a uh, he's enjoyed his time there, but he's really just not feeling it anymore. He wants to be out in the streets, and he's uh, started his own private security firm. Uh, and I say private security, but he, what he doesn't understand is that what he's actually doing is private and investigating. Uh, but he calls it a private security firm, uh, and so yeah, so like he's literally just walking about finding out crimes and chasing people down and taking photos of them and reporting them to the the police because like he, he's not got a police license, he can't he can't just arrest these people, um, and yeah, black for hire will 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 kind of have it. So there's like a few different cases that he's working on throughout but the main case will be uh, a baddie that's played by Pierce Brosnan Pierce Brosnan's going to come in and be the baddie and he's going to be uh, he's going to have one eye and an eye patch he's going to kind of look like a pirate right That would. how can we do pirates but in, in the streets it, his pal drives him about on a boat that's attached to a jeep. Um, but he, he kind of acts like he's a pirate and he's always standing up on the boat and like, we won't have to talk like a pirate because that's maybe too much, but we might have him do the Swedish accent that he does in Eurovision because that was incredibly funny. Um, ooh, and then, meanwhile, his daughter has graduated from working in clubs and is now working for an actual security firm and there's just this little moment where you know she goes and she's just like look dad well I can I can get you a job here if you want like you don't need to be walking about in the streets it's dangerous she's kind of looking after him like very protective of him now because you know it's Paul Bart and to be honest he could get killed at any moment he won't but he could and yeah I think that it's going to end with Pierce Brosnan getting hot fuzzed There'll be something sticking out of the ground and it won't be too graphic because, you know, it's Paul Bart Mall Cop 2 film. But he's going to get that, whatever's sticking out of the ground, up through the chin. And that's the last we'll see of him for a while. Now, moving on from that, we're going to go into... <laughs> Bart finds a baby and must balance his work-life relationship. So... 
parts out patrolling the streets and he comes across a baby and the baby is crying there's no one to be seen so naturally instead of like turning the baby into the, the police station or whatever you would put a baby Bart gets a papoose and adopts him and so most of this film the baby is just in a papoose attached to Paul Bart so Bart must and this, this is the crux of the film Bart must avoid all physical comedy so that he doesn't squish the baby. And I think that could actually lend, uh, lend to some more cerebral kind of humour, less of the, oh, he's falling down again, more to, oh, he's nearly not falling down again. He's nearly falling down again. I think there's a, <laughs> there's, there's a chance that it could be the worst film of the series, uh, especially because you'd have to use CGI to make the baby talk. That kind of... We're, go we're going to that kind of level with this. Um, he's not actually talking, it's just what Paul Bart's seeing. Um, but yeah, I think it's got potential to be the worst one. However, I do think it'll become a cult classic eventually. Uh, the B-plot in this is obviously the child's family trying to find this baby that they've misplaced, I suppose. Um, but they're always just one step behind Bart. He's always just one step ahead of them. He is... Obviously, trying to stop crime whilst with their baby, and each time they get to a place that there were, there has to be like people knocked out. There's got to be like, like just damage, just like everything's in ruins, uh, and Bart's nowhere to be seen with this baby. And I think that they'll just start finding more and more evidence that he is the person who's got the baby, uh, and the police will know of Bart because you know everyone knows Paul Bart. Um, and eventually, like this is a this I'm now a manhunt for, for Paul Bart, but he's also doing like the the nineties, uh, man and baby comedy shtick, um, and eventually, the person that he, that that he's leading up to with all this crime stopping, um, is Pierce Brosnan's brother, who is played by Jason Statham, um. And he's been, he thinks his brother's a bit of an idiot being a wee pirate on a boat attached to a jeep. Uh, so Jason Statham has one of those motorbikes that's got the three wheels. Um, and he cycles about with his motorbike gang, uh, still with his British accent, obviously. Um, and Paul Bart is trying to stop all their motorbike-related crimes. They have been... Not selling drugs like usual motorbike gangs would do, but they they've been uh, stealing other motorbikes and amalgamating them into a super motorbike uh, that they plan to ride down Route sixty six from one side to the other. Like it's like a big kind of like mech motorbike kind of thing, and uh, Paul Bart's gonna stop them, and I think there might be a scene where. He finally gets to it and he kind of like, I don't know, there seems to be like a loose screw and he kind of like pulls it out and kind of like looks at it and then you just see everything kind of like jiggle behind him uh, and then he looks up and starts just, things, uh, parts just start falling off of this big mech motorbike and there's just like a, a chase scene where he's like run away and then there's all this scrap metal and wheels and all that falling down uh, and he's like trying to protect the baby and jump and he like does like a jump and a roll in the air and then stands back up and the baby's still fine he gives it a wee kiss in the head and then he runs and turns around the corner 
um, and there's a police with the parents, uh, and he's just like puts his hand up, and he puts his hands up, and the baby's just like sitting there like, <laughs> uh, and he's arrested. Sometime later, sequel five happens. Uh, Blart on Blart. It's a it's a rep- retrospective documentary based on Blart's life. He looks back on all the hardships he's faced, and I, I feel like this is just after he'd been released from prison. Like, I mean, like this must be like maybe a couple months down the line. Like, he wasn't arrested for that long because everyone kind of like worked out what was actually happening. He showed them the evidence. Like, they had to put him through the court process because he did actually kidnap a child, um, instead of giving it back to the police station. But you know, like it wasn't it wasn't that long a sentence. Um, but yeah, this retrospective documentary. Looking back, he thinks about his humble beginnings as a mall cop, how he lost his mother and his wife within the space of the same kind of time. Um, one to a milk truck, one to chronic sickness. He talks about the struggles that he had with his daughter and how she wanted to leave and go to uni, but he wanted her to stay and become a mall cop, and then eventually she left uni and became a club uh, security guard because the mall cops had been replaced by um, Blart bots. And that he had to try and like take down all these Blart bots, and after taking down all the Blart bots, he was uh, like head of a security mall, and he really just didn't he didn't get the feel for that. He wanted to be working the beat, um. But after that, you know, he, he started working on his own, and then accidentally stole a baby and fought fought a pirate and a big uh, mech motorbike, and really, I think it's just going to be a really heartfelt take on the Paul Blart, um. You know, like it's obviously going to be like an uh, a kind of ironic um, take. Uh, we're going to shoot it in like avant garde kind of um, style. There's going to be it's all going to be black and white. There's going to be nice kind of like music going on in the background. Uh, we'll have some interviews with people that are still alive that he's interacted with. Vincent will be back to talk about them. They've actually become pen pals over the last few years. Um, his daughter will be on it. She's now the head of her own mall. I mean, she's been really doing well for herself. She's worked right, right way through. They they did try to contact his mother, but she was obviously dead. Um, the they have the the old woman that he punches in Paul Mall Cop Two that with the arthritis. She has now had her arthritis cured because of a, a grant that got given um by Paul Blart himself when he became a mall cop manager um and yeah i think that'll just be like a really nice a really nice kind of like insert a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek episode in the bar bar series i do think that it's probably gonna do the best but it'll be like all the people that kind of like grew up with paul Wart mall cop and paul Wart mall cop too they will go to see this. This is the clientele. We're not. We're not trying to pull any more viewers in. This is just uh, to give back to the fans for sticking with us this long. And then we're going to do the sixth sequel, uh, which, if you include Paul Bart Mall Cop Two, is actually the seventh sequel. Um, this is the Kevin James crossover event, the multiverse of Bartness, if you will. We will have all the Kevin James characters come back. Um, I've never seen any of the other films before, apart from maybe Grown Ups 2, uh, but we will have Paul Blart as he is after the first six films. We will also have the one from Here Comes the Boom, which is a teacher slash wrestler. Uh, 
We will have him from Zookeeper, where he plays a zookeeper. We will have him from Grown Ups 2, where he was a body shop manager who likes to burp snart, which for those of you listening who don't know what a burp snart is, is a burp, sneeze and fart all at the same time. He will be the comic relief Paul, um, Kevin James. We will then have Kevin James, the comedian, who breaks the fourth wall all the time. Uh, it, it will kind of come across that it's his story in this movie, but he will die prematurely. And then we also have, for the oldies in the room, King of Queens Kevin James, coming out of retirement like Tobey Maguire in the third Spider-Man. I think that's actually, that could get so many people coming out. Imagine imagine that, King of Queens, King of Queens Kevin James coming back for uh, one last shot at the role. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six Kevin James that I can think of right now. We might have more. The, he did some shorts on YouTube, so that, that might be something. Uh, there might be some characters in there that we can take. Um, what's going to happen in this multiverse event? So, um, Paul Blart, one of the Blart bots, comes back. Uh, we actually do proper Terminator, and one of the Blart bots comes from ba- uh, back from the future and uh, tries to kill Paul Blart. But in doing so, uh, rips a hole in the multiverse, and all the all the Kevin James characters uh, bump into each other. In fact, they, they can they can literally uh, shuffle along the ground and like fall into each other. One of them's on a segway, or one of them uh, is falling from some sort of height, and they will need to stop the black bots from coming back. The technology has again improved. Uh, the black bots now have guns on them. It's going to be a... I mean, the, the people watching the Paul Bart Mallcott films by this point will be of a good... Pardon me. Will be of a good age. Uh, I think this is going to be the first R-rated uh, Paul Bart Mallcott 2 sequel. Um, I think that there's going to be some real, real threat in this, some real danger. Like, people will get shot within the first five minutes. I think we can have some very, very good physical comedy with this. Maybe uh, there is some, a fire eater and he's like juggling fucking those things that they set on fire and then they put them out with their mouth and all that and a bark bot just comes on in with a flamethrower and then burns them to a crisp. Uh, we can have a... You know what? We're doing the Cirque du Soleil... We're doing the Cirque du Soleil thing again. And... Uh, so you've got the fire eater, you've got the trapeze artist um, there's going to be a black bot that trapeze artist is swinging and then swings one way and swings back and it's a black bot and he just throws them to the ground um, there's going to be a, a carnival leader guy with a, a whip thing that whips lines uh, and he turns away and he turns back and it's a black bot and the black bot grabs the whip and then pulls him in and just punches a hole straight through him. Um, and Paul Blart is at the circus away thing and he's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, that sounded kind of like uh, Vin Diesel, which, you know, might come back later. Um, so, <laughs> so, yeah, so Paul Blart uh, sees the horrifying gore that's going on at the circus away. And it's the anniversary of the time that he went to Cirque du Soleil. He's sitting there with Vincent and his daughter, uh, and they're enjoying themselves. This is all. This is all starts happening. 
um, and then the zookeeper one, he appears out of nowhere and he kind of looks around confused and sees the lion and he's just like starts ushering the lion away from the crowds. Then you've got the uh, the wrestler, he comes in and starts beating up some of the black bots. And then the the one from Grown Ups 2, he comes in and burp snarts. Uh, then Kevin James, the comedian, he's just sitting in the crowd already. He doesn't appear from anywhere. He's literally just part of the film already. And he just turns to the camera and says some some quip. Um, uh, and then the King of Queens, Kevin James, isn't going to arrive just yet. This is going to be way later on. Uh, they'll, they'll maybe bump into... I can't remember what he did in that bloody show... Uh, but yeah, they'll just bump into him later on, and they'll, they'll do this like big kind of like swell of music, and then he'll turn round and he he'll do that. He'll do the same face that Paul Bart does, but as the King of Queens one. Um, but anyway, at the end of that film, they've defeated all the Bart bots. Uh, but phew, the multiverse, they try to fix it. They don't know what to do. There's a big rift happening, a big rift in time, and Paul Bart says, "I know what to do," and he takes a bomb and he steps into the rift a tear goes down his face and then everything goes white and then we don't see anything for a few years we leave it and then we announce the next film in the sequ- uh, the series and it's the Blart and Furious the multiverse is broken he tried to close it by using that bomb that wasn't going to work uh, he was thrown through time and space into Fast and Furious and it's a Fast and Furious film with uh, Paul Blart I feel like that potentially would do the best out of any of these by this point because, you know, Fast and Furious will have ended by then. They're, they've got, like, two films left to do or something like that. Um, but if they come back specifically to do a sequel with Paul Blart, Christ, mickey me, that is going to be absolutely mental. Um, and, yeah, it's literally just a Fast and Furious film with Paul Blart in it. There, I don't think there's much else I need to say. We'll get the, the, the Rocks in there, Jason Statham's in there. They can have a bit where Paul Blart is very confused as to why the guy who was doing the motorbikes before is now uh, doing other things. Um, maybe we can have him turn up on a motorbike instead of a car to start with and really fuck with Paul Blart. Um... Let's see. After that, we're doing Paul Bart the musical. Again, the multiverse is broken. He falls through another crack in time and space and it throws him back in time. And it's the first two films in a three hour long musical extravaganza from Paul Bart's point of view. And he's playing the main character, obviously. Uh, but we will see for the first time how he has perceived everything that's happened in the first two films. And, you know, maybe he will think about how he thought about it before and how he thinks about it now. He's just like, well, maybe maybe I was wrong. Maybe all those times that I was an arsehole, I was actually just being an arsehole and I wasn't being funny. And, uh, but he's got, it's, it's a musical as well. So, like, we're going to have some banging numbers. We can get uh, Lady Gaga to play his uh, ex-wife in the first part, half of this. And then we can have... Oh, I don't know, Hugh Jackman can be Vincent. That'd be pretty good. And who else does musicals? I don't know, we'll, we'll get the cast of fucking Dreamgirls in to do stuff, Beyonce up in there. 
uh, Je Je Jennifer Hudson. Um, that that'd be pretty banging to be honest. I'd I'd go see that. Uh, and then at the end of that, he finally shuts his eyes and he wakes up, and he's standing in purgatory. This is the last, second last. Yep, the sec the second last sequel that I'm going to tell you guys today. He's woken up in purgatory, and who is there? No one but the the devil guy from Click. The like we already established with um the Burp Snart, uh Paul Bart, Kevin James, that this is part of the Sandler verse. Uh so Paul Bart has now gone through time and space so much he's ended up in Click, and the devil says, Here, take this remote and you can go back and you can redo it all again. Uh and we just he doesn't go all the way back. He just starts flicking through bits of his life. So we go through the bit of Cirque du Soleil. We go through the um, fucking... What else have I done here? The, the Kevin... The, 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 the Fast and the Bart and Furious. We go past the Blart and Blart documentary. Um, we go back to when he's got the baby um, then there's the, the Bart for Hire bit the in charge of his own mall and then the, the original Blart bots and then finally Paul Bart Mall Cop 2 and then Paul Bart Mall Cop 1 and as we're going through all of these we start to realise that all that dumb luck that he's had over the course of these films it's not dumb luck he's remembering what happens and he goes back and he just gives himself a little helping hand that time in Paul Bart Mall Cop 2 where he uh, was sinking in a pool in a suitcase that had gunshots in it um, and he's suddenly out and not in the suitcase anymore. That's because his future self went through and went into the past and opened up the suitcase for him. Everything like that, like when he was uh, had that baby as well and there's like a couple times that he should have been squished but he kind of like fell out of the way. He didn't fall out of the way, he was pushed out of the way by, by himself. Um, and then, yeah, so that that's just going to be a recap, but we'll just see that he's inserted himself into all these previous lives. Kind of like Clara from Doctor Who, for those guys who've seen that. And uh, I, I suppose uh, somewhat the Marvel films as well, when they did the, the time heist. We're just, uh, yeah, we're just essentially doing that. Um... I did write originally Benjamin Blarton because that was the original idea for the the, the sequel. That we're not doing that. We're doing Click. Um, and then we have the last one. He has gone back so far enough that he goes back to his birth. And the last film is going to be Blart the prequel. It tells the story of him as a child that shows why he wants to go into the profession of mall cop. We can have some really light-hearted bits there. Uh, I think it's going to be a really beautiful film. Um, we can get, uh, I don't know, Tag Waititi to do it. That'd be funny. Um, and basically, we're going to tell the story of him as a child all the way through to the beginning of Paul Bart Mall Cop 1. And it'll end this the, the shot before the shot of Paul Bart Mall Cop 1. So that eventually, once these are all out, you can watch it in an entire loop. You can start at the start, go all the way through to the end, and look back, and this is just 
what Paul Blart is now. He is continuously living the same life over and over again because he's just fucked it so miserably. And, uh, you know, if that's not the biggest ode to Paul Blart, Mall Cop, to I don't know what is, I think that that could potentially be the best franchise that has ever been envisioned. Um, if you want to option that, I'm available. Uh, I can take numbers right now. I've got nothing to do. Uh, so give me the Paul Bart Mall Cop money and I'll make the Paul Bart Mall Cop franchise. Yeah, that. I feel like I've just uh, stepped out of a fucking ketthole or something like that. Christ, blimey. Um, yeah, that, that was uh, Paul Bart Mall Cop 2, the franchise. I hope you've enjoyed uh, I'm sorry that I didn't do a review, but I recorded a review and it was terrible, so I did this instead and I hope this was slightly better than uh, the other one was. You'll never hear that. That's never going to exist with my laptop. Um, as always, please like, follow, subscribe and check out Mattiel's album, Gothic, uh, Georgia Gothic. Very, very good. Can't highly recommend that more. And yeah. You're always a breath away from death, like the going says. It says going, the saying goes. That's the one. Uh, bye. Chinaboo.